0: Bringing you news and updates from the Alliance of American Football, your source for everything Memphis, with your hosts, Dan and Michelle. This is Memphis AAF. Welcome to the inaugural episode of... Okay, so we don't actually have a name. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, the show is nameless, and it's going to be nameless until the team gets a name. Because we kind of want to name the show after the team so until then we'll just be the memphis aaf podcast and once we name the team we'll need your help coming up with a podcast name
1: but not something crappy like if it's like the memphis lions can't be like the lion's den we need some good names guys
0: so for now this podcast is going to be your source but the latest on the alliance of american football and more specifically and more importantly the memphis alliance So join me as I try to keep Michelle informed on everything that's happening.
1: And also inform me on some of the intricacies of football I don't understand, remember, whatever.
0: (laughs) Uh, Don't let Michelle fool you. She actually does enjoy football. She loves football. I love football. She actually got me back into watching football many a year ago when we first started dating.
1: Yep. Uh, Our wedding was football themed.
0: Yes. Because you were kind of a semi-Saints fan at the time then once I came into the picture and I informed you of just how magnificent the San Francisco 49ers were.
1: Especially at that time.
0: Yes, they were much better at that time. But anyway, this isn't about the Niners. This isn't about (laughs) the NFL. This is about the AAF.
1: So what is the AAF?
0: Before we get into that, be sure you subscribe to the show. Uh, You don't want to miss out on any new episodes or anything that we have going on. So just be sure to subscribe. Head on over to MemphisAAF.com slash subscribe. And anywhere we are will be listed there. As you said, what is the AAF? I did say that. Well, the AAF is so difficult to say. (laughs) I wish they had gone with a different uh, name so we have a better acronym.
1: Yeah, I was thinking about that when we were recording (laughs) our episode zero. Uh, We we just kept saying AAF, AAF. Sounds like it's like uh, I'm having like a stroke or a stutter. I don't like it.
0: Yeah, they could have gone. So it's the Alliance of American Football. But They could have gone with the American Football Alliance and called it the AFA because it's really. AFA. That could be bad. So what's really annoying is AAF is also American Advertising Federation, which is just kind of like a marketing advertising thing.
1: At least it's not something dirty.
0: That is true.
1: With the letter F, it really can go (laughs) anywhere.
0: So have you heard about the XFL?
1: I have heard you talk about the XFL.
0: (laughs) The XFL came around in the early 2000s. I want to say 2001. Okay. Created by Vince McMahon.
1: He's who, a wrestling guy, though, right?
0: Yeah, he owns CEOs, runs the WWE. Okay. Formerly WWF before they got in trouble with the World Wildlife Foundation.
1: No way, that's why they changed their
0: name? <laughs> I had no
1: idea. <laughs> <laughs> the World Wildlife Foundation really wanted to stick it to the wrestling man.
0: Okay, so I actually have a theory about that. Okay, so... They like, they got the acronym WWF away Mm -hmm. from the World Wrestling Federation Uh and they had to change. And then a few years later, the World Wildlife Foundation came out with a new file type. Okay. It's like PDF, except you can't print it.
1: Okay. Why?
0: To save trees.
1: Oh, oh, clever. Yeah. Okay.
0: And it was dot WWF. Okay. So I think it was just their marketing thing to get their acronym for their file type and then have enough time before.
1: Oh, wow. But people
0: forgot about the WDF wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so Vince McMahon started it in 2001. It flopped horrendously. And now he's trying again, except he's going to do more because the original XFL was arena football. And this is going to be more like traditional NFL style football.
1: Yeah. It, I feel like arena football is kind of a cool idea, but it's just it's a gimmicky corny. thing. Yeah. yeah.
0: Like if football's not on TV, I'll watch it, uh-huh. but I'm not. I don't, like, it's not something I go out of my way for.
1: No, wait, arena football. That's where they jump around on trampolines and play football at the same time, right? No. If not, it should be. That would be awesome.
0: Okay, so (laughs) we're actually going to cancel this podcast because we now have a billion dollar idea.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Trampoline football.
0: There's actually a basketball league that's like that.
1: I've seen that. That's where I got the idea because of One Tree Hill, but anyway.
0: Okay, okay. So the AAF was created by Charlie Ebersole.
1: Never heard of the man.
0: Neither did I until this. He created a documentary about the XFL.
1: Oh, okay. So that's kind
0: of what got his fame and the fact that his dad is uh, NBC executive Dick Ebersol. Oh. So between those two. So I'm wondering if during the creation of the XFL documentary that Charlie had this idea for the league. Gotcha. Or he heard the XFLs coming back and thought, hey, this is also a good opportunity for this other league I've been thinking about since I saw how crappy the original XFL was, so now I'm going to do it.
1: Right. And with his connections with a major network, I'm sure he he has some sort of ends with how to make this better. I don't know. Well,
0: I'm sure he does. But oddly enough, his connections or the deal that he's worked out for the AAF is not with NBC. Huh. It's with CBS. Interesting. But
1: I wonder if he was just to <laughs> piss off his dad.
0: Well, his dad's actually like an advisor to the league, so I don't oh. think so.
1: <laughs> okay, okay.
0: So before we get into that, uh, the league is overseen by Bill Polian, J.K. McKay. Gotta love that name. J.K. McKay. <laughs> and has advisors including Heinz Ward and Justin Tuck, as well as his father, Dick Ebersole. Uh-huh. And another one of the executives or head honchos is one of our favorite players, Troy Palamalu.
1: The the dude with the hair?
0: Yes. Okay. (laughs) He is. You might know him from his hair, but he also played football.
1: No. What? Yeah. Every time I hear that name, I just picture him like slow run on a beach (laughs) somewhere with his hair just like waving behind him. It's it's magnificent hair. Did he get into it because of Heinz Ford? Because they both played for the Steelers, right?
0: Yes. I don't know how that worked out. I don't know like their backstory. But they did Uh, both
1: play for the Steelers, right?
0: Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, we're being facetious, and we are well aware that Troy Palomalu is a Hall of Fame safety. So, just talking about who they're involved, like, I love the team that they've assembled because you got, you know, Charlie, who knows media and like filmmaking, you got several, you know, his dad, obviously. They they know broadcast and media. You've got Troy Palomalu, Heinz Ward, Justin Tuck, who, you know, they're good players. Right. You got you know Bill Polian and J.K. McKay. You got all these guys who are general managers, former coaches, former players. Yeah, so you got people who know how to play football, know how to manage football, and know how to broadcast football.
1: Yeah, it's a very well balanced team.
0: Yeah, and it's hitting like all the major points that you need to have success. Whereas with the XFL, like I don't know what the hell's going on over there. All I know is that Vince McMahon is running it, and he knows wrestling. Obviously, the WWE is successful, but what does he know about football? Okay, so there's a couple interesting points about the league. They do, like I said before, they have a broadcast deal with CBS. Okay. So CBS will be broadcasting the opening game, Okay, the championship game, and one game a week.
1: Oh, cool. So we'll actually get that. I think that will probably make a huge difference. Obviously, I don't know a whole lot about the XFL, but it wasn't very visible, right? So being able to actually put games on TV for people to watch is going to make a huge difference.
0: Exactly. One of the, my biggest issues with the NFL is actually being able to watch the games. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you either need T V and you have to pay for, like, entire T V just to get football or you can go to, like, Buffalo Wild Wings and spend $40 for a meal. At, at least. Plus all the alcohol and stuff for three hours because you don't want to waste, you know, your server's time. Or you can pay if you're eligible. So, like, we usually get the NFL Sunday ticket streaming package. Right. Which is a couple hundred dollars. Yeah. But that's only available if you can't otherwise get direct T V. Right. And because of where we live, like, we're eligible. And so just being able to actually stream NFL games is almost impossible. They are getting better at that because Yahoo has a deal, so a lot of the games you can watch through yahoo apps
1: and verizon too right
0: verizon um and twitter had a few
1: gotcha and isn't there a whole thing about like if the game sells out it's not even going to be on local channels if you live there i feel like that was an issue when we lived in st louis
0: yeah because i remember like the rams were so (laughs) bad this was before their 2000 2001 super bowl runs
1: well it was after that and before they moved
0: oh was it yeah i thought it it was before
1: it was well, maybe then too, but when I worked at Buffalo Wild Wings, people would come there to maybe watch the okay. game and we wouldn't have it on because maybe it didn't sell out. Okay. I f- I feel like that's a thing.
0: It's definitely a thing. I think it's possible. The Rams were well famous for not being able to fill their seats enough to actually broadcast this broadcast the games. Hence their move. Yes. But what's really fucking amazing about what the Alliance is doing is they they're going to have their own app. And they're going to stream every game for free to their free app.
1: Hell yeah. That's really cool. So yes. even if you you can't watch it on TV or whatever, that's awesome.
0: Yeah. And the, another cool feature about the app. So we play fantasy football, right? Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> they're actually going to have their own fantasy football ecosystem in the app.
1: Oh, that's cool. That's yes. really cool. That that makes it way more interactive, which is I feel like is really important today because... About half the time when you and I are watching something on TV, one of us is looking at something on our phones. Mm -hmm. We're just living in a world where our brains are constantly wanting to do more than one thing at a time. So if you can integrate fantasy football into a game, into an app, it's all in one spot. That's going to make it, I feel like, just grow even more.
0: Yeah. So one thing, I don't know if it's going to happen, but it'd be really cool to see is, so typically I play Yahoo Fantasy Football, and then I also follow along with the Yahoo Sports app. Right. And if you connect your accounts, you can actually keep track of your fantasy players as you look at score updates in the app. Gotcha. So what's really cool to see is if you're watching the game to see fantasy updates for the players on your team.
1: Yeah, that would be really cool.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to explain how it differs from the NFL. I'm listening. Okay. Uh, rosters will be limited to 50 players rather than the NFL's 53.
1: What 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 difference is three? Okay. <laughs> it, it seems like a minor difference.
0: It does until... Okay. For coaches, I think it's going to be a big deal. It'll depend on some of the rules because in the NFL, 46 players actually dress for a game. Okay. So automatically seven players on your 53-man roster are not eligible on game day. So if the AAF does like 43 or if they still do 46, on game day it won't matter as much, but it'll be more strict when it comes to actually building your roster. Right. But it be less important because the AAF is only 10 weeks, as opposed to NFL 16.
1: Okay, okay. There's a lot of, I feel like, behind-the-scenes stuff that goes into how many players you have, what positions they are. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like it might be a lot more important to coaches than it would be to fans yeah, or, or people that watch games. But it will...
0: It matters guess, to obsessive fans.
1: <laughs> like you. I was just about to say, it matters to people like you who love the intricacies of the game.
0: Yeah. So, whereas, like, in the NFL, you know, 53 matters because over 16 weeks, you're going to have injuries, you need depth. It's going to be less important to the Alliance League. So, it could be financial because it'd be a lot cheaper because, essentially, you're cutting 24 salaries from the league because there's eight teams in the league. Mm -hmm. So, you're cutting out 24 players. So, maybe there's financial, but I don't – I wouldn't imagine that that's actually the reason.
1: (laughs) I think someone was like, fuck it. Let's see what they do with 50.
0: Yeah, or just 50 just sounds better than 53. Okay. And w- I wonder why, like, the NFL landed on 53, because it's not like a normal number. No,
1: it's really not a normal number.
0: I don't think like 50 or 55, but like 53 is just kind of weird. <laughs> if you know, let us know. Uh, MemphisAAF.com slash contact. Let us know if you know why the NFL does 53-man rosters. So next, one of the coolest parts about this uh-huh. is that tickets are actually be affordable. So, unlike the $300 tickets you have to pay for an NFL game, Mm -hmm. AAF, at least for now, is being uh, advertised as $35. Holy shit. And if you sign up today, well, maybe not today, but, like, soon, season tickets are only $50.
1: (gasps) We're so being season ticket holders. Yes. (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) We're so cool, because half of the games are going to be home games.
1: Right, obviously.
0: So, $10 a ticket. And the food, like, one of the points of the league is that they want to make sure, like, drink and food prices are cheap. Yeah. Or at least affordable. Yeah. That you don't get in normal NFL games.
1: Right. Now, here's my question. Are... When is the season? Are you getting to that?
0: Um, I think so. But we can go ahead and address it. It is... February 9th I believe
1: okay so it's right after the football <laughs> <laughs> it is right
0: a- <laughs> all right grandma yes it's right after the football
1: <laughs> right after the big game so that way it's not like essentially the the seasons won't overlap right correct okay so we can go to alliance games and it's not like we've been missing NFL games
0: yeah and it's they're gonna be played on Saturdays the Saturday following Super Bowl gotcha which is a really good idea, because you won't have to choose between watching the NFL or watching the AAF.
1: But I wonder why Saturday, though, because it seems like Sunday day- Sundays are football days.
0: Yeah, uh, for the NFL. But if they're also, because what else happens on Saturdays?
1: A lot of people do errands on Saturdays. A lot of people have projects on Saturdays, especially in the spring. You know, you might want to plant shit or build a fence. I don't know. It just seems like <laughs> these are like... yeah. Chores that come in the spring and you do them on Saturdays for most people.
0: My only thing is if in the future they plan on moving closer to like NFL or maybe like overlapping the NFL.
1: The days wouldn't go overlap.
0: Yeah. If you do a Saturday, whereas if you do Sunday, it would. And plus at the beginning, since a lot of people go to church on Sundays, they might be strategic trying to get as many people to not have to make that kind of decision.
1: Yeah, but I feel like it would be an easier transition from NFL season to alliance season because like let's say we are in one of those like stereotypical marriages where you watch football and I nag you about it. Like <laughs> NFL season's over and then the next week Sunday comes along and I'm like, I'm gonna get you to do something and you're like, Oh, babe, football's on, it's Sunday. What what can we do? Whereas like if it's Saturday, it's gonna be a lot harder. For me to like,
0: I don't, it makes sense because like for football fans who already are in football mode and Saturday is their busy day and then Sunday is their football day Yeah. to suddenly make that switch. Yeah. But I don't know.
1: I mean, you and I are obviously willing to do it. We just talked about being season ticket holders, so it's not a big deal to us, but for other people, I feel like it would be an easier transition from one thing to the next if it was all on the same day.
0: Maybe they have a reason for it.
1: I'd like to know. (laughs) If you're out there and you know why.
0: Well, I'm sure all the entire executive team is going to listen to this podcast. They better. So, uh, you guys, if you just let us know.
1: <laughs> Troy, I love you're here.
0: Give the people what they want. <laughs> which is actually like the whole, the thing is like fan oriented. So, it's like to give the fans the best experience they can. Right. The Alliance of American Football owns everything. Whereas like the NFL and previous leagues that have tried to challenge the NFL... The teams are individually owned.
1: Oh, I see. I see.
0: Whereas here they're not. Like everything's owned by the AAF executive. Whatever.
1: The the success of the whole thing isn't dependent on the success of you know ten different teams. It's Mm -hmm. it's the success of the whole league, which just makes sense.
0: Yeah, and there's like you know power. You see it in the NFL with the power struggles. Like so, the owners choose the they vote on the commissioner, and then the commissioner is one that overseas owners but it's like you're gonna bite the hand that feeds you like you're gonna give the owners a little bit of leeway because they're the ones that decide if you're gonna be making millions next year
1: i actually didn't know that
0: yeah <laughs> yeah so it's a no weird...
1: wonder Goodell's a little bitch <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs>
0: exactly so yeah it's just like this weird thing that like the owners are choosing their boss so one of the goals of the league <laughs> is to have shorter games
1: Oh, that's nice.
0: Yeah. So, like, right now, the average NFL game runs 180 minutes.
1: Which lasts, what, like three to four hours?
0: 180 minutes is three hours, yes. Oh, okay. Because that's how math works. Wow. Feeling really <laughs> dumb over here. So, the AAF is shooting for 150 minutes.
1: Okay. Um,
0: About two and a half hours. Okay. If you use the same equation as before. Gotcha. So, in order to achieve that, uh, the play clock is going to be 10 seconds shorter. Okay. So, in the NFL is 40 seconds. AAFs is going to be 30.
1: That's fine, because it seems like they have a ridiculous amount of time between plays anyway.
0: Yeah. When you're playing Madden, it does not seem like a long time.
1: Well, Madden is not real life.
0: So, with a 30-second game clock, I'm wondering if there's going to be more, like, uh, hurry-up offenses, like no huddles. That would be cool. Yeah. So, with the quicker gameplay, because that's what Chip Kelly... Was like real big on. It's like yeah. fast offenses, no huddle, right? So I'm wondering if they're looking at him for a possible coaching position that'd be cool. Obviously not now because all the positions are filled, right? But was, is that cool? I don't know. He fucked up the Niners for a little while.
1: They were already fucked. This he is did not, not again. Help. This is not a Niners <laughs> podcast. We keep talking about the Niners.
0: Welcome to the Forty ers podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> In this hour, which coach <laughs> fucked us up most?
0: So on top of shorter game clocks, uh-huh. there will also be. No replays.
1: And free beer. No, I don't know. (laughs) No replays?
0: Yeah, the only replays will be from the coach's challenges.
1: Oh, I don't know if I like that. See, that's one of the things. We've never actually been to a professional game live because it's so nice to sit on your couch at home, not spend hundreds of dollars on a ticket, but you also get replays. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of ridiculous sometimes how many replays from how many different angles you get. But it's nice because... We can sit there and like watch it back. I don't know.
0: Like you can, like, during the game, but it's on the jumbotron that's fucking half a field away.
1: Right. But at home we get we get really good replays. And so for the Alliance to cut out replays, I don't know if I like that.
0: And years ago that was a big deal with the NFL because officials, believe it or not, are human and they make mistakes. And the replay is one way that they can fix their mistakes. Right. But it also does slow down the game quite a bit. So it's just interesting that they're going to do that. And I'm wondering with a faster gameplay, will when broadcasting, will they show replays?
1: Oh, oh yeah yeah yeah. I guess that's my my yeah. thought. Something that would be cool since they're they're taking replays out of the game itself, maybe if they were on the app, if there was like a place you could go for replays, if you want to see Yeah, like
0: quickly rewatch the last 10 seconds. Yeah. Or the last play.
1: Right, cuz like I know with the NFL And on their Facebook and stuff, they have highlights after games. I think most professional sports do. They've got highlights Mm -hmm. from a game. If there was a way you could go back and watch replays during the game, like before the highlights come out, that might be cool.
0: Yeah. I'd be curious to see, like, fan reaction. to Just, like, the obviously going to be the missed calls type thing. Yeah. Another thing I've noticed. Okay, so one of the biggest ways the AAF is going to be looking to set itself apart from the NFL is through player safety. It's a big issue right now at the NFL. Yeah. So, first off, kicking game is essentially eliminated. What there's is this? The kicking game. Okay. So, there's no, going to be no PATs, mm-hmm. point after mm-hmm. tries. Okay. So, it, when a team scores a touchdown.
1: I know what that is.
0: Well, okay. So, a team has to go for a two-point conversion. Okay. Every so, time? So, she doesn't know what that no,
1: no, is. No, no, no. I know <laughs> what that is. So, they're they're not going to keep it at six points. They're going to go for eight?
0: Yeah. So, they either get six points or they get eight points. Well, I'm assuming that they keep the same point system.
1: Right, right, right. Okay, hold on. So there <laughs> there will be no kicking after a touchdown. Correct. So you then get an extra extra play for that two-point conversion?
0: Mm-hmm. How is hmm this... Just like in the NFL.
1: Right, right, right. Okay, so you're forced to go for the, well, two-point conversion. Yeah, so... So they're not... Okay, this is just crazy. I, I, I understand taking out the, the PATs, what you called it, mm-hmm. because you almost always get it. The times you don't are exciting but rare yeah so it would make sense to like save that time so it's just crazy to me that they're taking that out but
0: rather than making a touchdown seven points and calling it exactly yeah but i think doing the two-point conversion is a way to add excitement
1: yeah that's true
0: it's a game changer because you know if you miss a pat while not a huge deal it does you know it changes the game and change your strategy right But and it makes sense that they would get rid of the extra point because it's one of like the more boring parts of the game.
1: Yeah, because like I said, it's.
0: I think it's like a nine. So it was like ninety-seven percent, ninety-seven percent of the time they got the extra point every time. And now I think it's down to (laughs) ninety-five. You
1: missed the quote.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry. My my apologies. (laughs) Sixty percent of the time it works every every time, time. and since they moved it back to the twenty-seven, was it twenty-seven? Or 17. Anyway, 17 yards. So they moved back 15 yards to make it a little more difficult. And now it's dropped down to, like, 95% of the time. So it's still, like, almost guaranteed. Right. So it makes sense that they would eliminate that. But they've also eliminated the kickoff. That's crazy. Yes. But it makes sense. And, okay, so, like, the extra point, the NFL has been trying to get rid of it. But you got tradition. People expect the extra point. Right. And people like old school football type thing. But with a kickoff, like, obviously, that's a good place to cut because you got 22 guys running full tilt at each other.
1: Yeah. When when you said that they were taking taking out the kickoff, is that what you called it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, but why? And, and then when you when you relate it to play your safety, because like you said, you've got an entire field of men just running at you full force.
0: Yeah. You know, it's not the same as it was 20 years ago. Football players are getting faster, they're getting stronger, they're hitting harder, and they're getting injured more. Right. And like, kickoffs are like one of the biggest, one of like the biggest causes of injuries. People get hurt on that, and for no real gain. I mean, it, it unless you actually bust out a huge gain, it's a difference of a few yards.
1: But again, like we said about the PAT, that's rare. Right. It's it's rare for that to happen.
0: It's super exciting, but is it worth concussions over it? No. So what's really interesting is by eliminating kickoffs, by definition, you eliminate the chance of an onside kick. Oh, yeah. hmm So <laughs> <laughs> should a team opt to go for an onside kick or what the equivalent is, they start on their own 35-yard line, uh-huh. and essentially it's a fourth and 10 situation. Uh-huh. They get one play to go 10 yards, and if they do, they keep the ball and keep going. Right. If they don't, it's a turnover. But you're giving it up on your own 35 yard line.
1: Mm.
0: Now, my question is: Will this be any time, or only in like a traditional situation where you would go for an onside kick, i.e., at the end of the game in order to like one last ditch effort to win? Because Chip Kelly was real big about this, I believe, and some other coaches like doing an onside kick at random points when the team other team isn't expecting it. Yeah, like to start off the game. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So if you can do it any time like you can in the NFL, will coaches opt to do that?
1: It it seems like one of those strategy things that I don't really have a whole lot of (laughs) input on, but would be interesting to watch play out.
0: So if you know what the the whole rule is, let me know. So as I said earlier, the team is going to, it's going to be 50 50 players on the roster. Yeah. So with the kicking team essentially eliminated, I'm curious if the kicking position is going to be eliminated because you can have a punter do because only, the only kicking is going to be punting and a field goal. So could they have just one person do that?
1: I don't know the answer to that question. Yeah. I don't know enough about the intricacies <laughs> of the, the kicking position to know the answer to that.
0: So it'd be interesting that if they... Because that's obviously like one place where you could eliminate one of the roster right. positions. But like punting and place kicking are completely different skills. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering like how that would work. Can you have one person do both jobs? So... The biggest difference when it comes to player safety between the NFL and the AAF is down to responsibility. Okay?
1: Okay. <laughs> I don't know what you mean.
0: So, right now, like, the NFL is in charge of everything. The AAF is going to... Head safety protocols will be handled by outside organizations. Oh. Right. So, the AAF isn't responsible for it. Oh. Or, and they're not liable for it. Right. But it's also not up to them to handle oh, what everything is. Okay. So I'm not sure if it's like during game time as well, or if it's just somebody that's going to set the protocols that they have to follow.
1: Right. Is it just purely legality or is it in practice as well?
0: Right. So I'm looking forward to see how this actually looks.
1: Yeah. How how this is fleshed out yeah. in a game.
0: So, I mean, on the one hand, like, I hope this is better for player safety. Like, I hope. I hope these organizations like intent is to protect the players at any cost. Right. Especially with like a lot of these guys, you know, playing contact football as a kid. I was listening to this other interview, like somebody had like thousands of concussions by the time they got to the NFL.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: And if you can reduce that, then all the better to protect yourself from CTE and just brain damage in general. Jesus Christ. So obviously, these players are going to make less than NFL players. Obviously, I think the salaries are like start at seventy five thousand okay. dollars, well below the NFL league minimum.
1: <laughs> yeah, that shocked me just now <laughs> when you said seventy five thousand. <laughs>
0: yeah, but for ten—well, I guess it's not just ten weeks of play; because you're going to have practice and blah blah blah. But as the league grows, if the league does take off, as it grows, so will the player contracts. Right.
1: So will sponsorships and other things will come into yeah. play. Yeah.
0: So, as the pay difference between the NFL and the AAF shrink, will players opt to take a pay cut essentially to play for the AAF because of of player safety safety.
1: and longevity? Yeah. Huh. Interesting.
0: Yeah. So, it'll be fun to kind of see how that works out. So, that's the AAF in a nutshell. How do you feel?
1: Uh, (laughs) I feel like I know a little bit more. Uh, There's probably a lot more that we haven't even touched on.
0: Yeah. But at the end of the day like I don't think much of this matters unless you like really care about football because it's going to be football. You're going to enjoy watching it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. So I think that's pretty much everything you need to know to get a kind of a jump start on what the alliance is going to bring. But when? When what? <laughs> <laughs>
1: When will we start watching games? When's the first season? Do we know anything?
0: Oh, wow! <laughs> Maybe like the most <laughs> important thing to know.
1: We talked all about the intricacies of kicking yeah. <laughs> and concussions, but didn't talk about when we can watch games.
0: Okay, so that's like one of the brilliant things that. So that's one of the brilliant things that Charlie has done. Charlie Episol, the of guy course. who started it, is that the XFL is going to be starting in 2020. Uh-huh. The AAF will be starting this coming February. Aha, uh-huh. 2019.
1: That's what the XFL gets for announcing first.
0: I know. And then Charlie was like, uh, let me just kind of slip in there. Right. Like, hey, guys, we got this other league starting way sooner. And the fact that, like, so all eight teams have been announced, all eight coaches, ton of staff, all the locations, and the XFL has announced that they're going to be playing. And that's all we know about the XFL. Oh. And the fact that uh, Vince McMahon is pledging $500 million to it. Who cares? Yeah. So the AAF is way ahead of the xfl yeah so it's gonna be really fucking exciting so if you have questions or if you have anything that you want to you want us to talk about be sure to hit us up memphis com slash contact
1: thank you so much for listening to our first episode uh like dan said we've got more episodes planned talking about the memphis team and the alliance as the league and we're just so excited to get into this and start watching some football
0: yeah, thanks so much for tuning in. If you have something to add or want to help out with the show or just have anything to contribute, shoot us a message at slash contact. And until next time.